0: Welcome to Aging Disgracefully, a weekly odd cast of seriously funny and sometimes raunchy monologues. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and I got a story for you. Stay with me now for episode number 10, the indoorsy type. I'm a sophomore in high school, and I learn that I won't graduate unless I can stand on my head. It's a requirement for passing physical education, and if you don't pass phys ed, you don't get a diploma. Everybody says it's true, and naturally, I believe it. For the next three years of high school, I worry. I hate phys ed. I am terrible at every single thing we're supposed to do. I will never be able to stand on my head. I will not graduate from high school, and therefore, I will not go on to college. My mother will be too embarrassed to leave the house. We live a block from the elementary school. From first grade through sixth, I wait at the end of our driveway until it's almost time for the janitor to come out onto the schoolhouse steps to ring his bell. Before the bell rings, the other kids play softball in the field behind the school, or they climb the monkey bars, or they bounce a rubber ball against the wall, or they lock hands for Red Rover, and I am not there for any of this. When the janitor rings his bell and everybody lines up in rows, according to grade, only then do I start to run, slowly, because I am a slow runner and I manage to be the last one in line as we file into the schoolhouse. At recess, I come up with excuses not to go outside with the other kids who don't want me on their team anyway. I'd rather stay inside and read. My fourth-grade teacher, Miss Lucas, calls me a hothouse flower, which I know is not a good thing. And She shoes me outside where I stand around Shifting miserably from foot to foot until recess is over and I can go back inside. Rosa Parker hangs upside down on the monkey bars and you can see her underpants. Her underpants are raggedy. Rosa is destined to have raggedy underpants throughout her life. Her teeth are bad, her clothes are dirty, her hair unwashed, uncombed. But she can hang upside down on the monkey bars, smack a softball clear out of the field, catch any ball pitched in her direction, crash through the Red Rover line. Rotha's team always wins. Oh, how I envy Rotha Parker. You'd have wanted me on your spelling team, though. Always. In junior high, everything I loathe and despise is ramped up several notches. Softball, basketball, whatever. High school is even worse. And the worst of all is gymnastics. Mrs. Rosenstangle, with her big muscular thighs and a whistle on a lanyard around her neck, lowers the rings from the ceiling on the girl's side of the gym, wheels out the parallel bars and the pommel horse, and unrolls the mats on the floor, and my stomach starts to hurt. Donna Stafford grabs the rings and flips over, appearing to turn herself inside out. Marlene Benford's stiff arms up onto the parallel bars, swings her legs forward over and over, racing along the bars. Thelma Ritter drops onto the mat in a backward somersault, and then she's standing on her head, and I know that Thelma will graduate, even though she gets Cs and Ds in her secretarial courses and is planning to marry John Mertz right after graduation before he goes off to join the Navy. I keep edging back so that I'm perpetually at the end of the line. I don't feel well. I whispered to Mrs. Rosenstengel. It's my period. That's a lie, of course, and she knows it. It wouldn't hurt you to try, Carolyn. Yes, it would, I insist pathetically, and she lets me go sit on the bleachers. It never occurs to me to ask Mrs. Rosenstengel about that graduation requirement. I shudder when I imagine how humiliated I'll be as my class of seniors marches across the stage to the tune of pomp and circumstance to receive their diplomas, and I am not among them. This will be a crying shame because I am the class valedictorian, a straight-A student, except, of course, her physical education, where Mrs. Rosenstengel gives me a B that I don't really deserve because she feels sorry for me, and that is so pathetic. It doesn't turn out that way, though. I do graduate, even though I didn't stand on my head. Nobody ever actually asked me to. And I'm off to college where there will be no such onerous requirements. Except that there are. I still have to take a P.E. class. First semester of freshman year, I register for World Literature, Advanced Composition, Intermediate French, World Geography, and Introduction to Psychology. Fifteen credit hours, plus physical education, required of all freshmen. I sign up for field hockey, the only P.E. class that's still open. And for an entire semester, I stand around in the backfield trying not to be noticed by Professor Stanhope. Is she really a professor? A physical education? Really? Whatever she is, Professor Stanhope hollers, move it, Meyer! Move it! At the end of the first semester, the only grade on my record that is not an A is a B in physical education that I don't deserve because Professor Stanhope feels sorry for me. The following semester, I am signed up for archery. It does not go well. But the next year, I'm a sophomore, and I'll never have to take another physical education for the rest of my life. After graduation, I moved to New York City, and for the next couple of years, no one expects me to do anything athletic. But then I meet a man who grew up on skis, downhill, cross-country, slalom. And it's clear that if I want this romance to go anywhere, namely marriage, I must learn to ski. I acquire skis and a ski outfit. On weekends, we drive to Vermont. And while Joe shusses down the mountain, I snowplow slowly back and forth across the bunny slope. Ski season ends without my mastering the stem turn, but we are making plans to marry in June and spend our honeymoon in Acapulco. My new husband wants to try water skiing on the bay. We hire a motorboat and a man to drive it. My husband leaps into the water, puts on the skis, grabs the tow line and shouts, Hit it! The boat takes off, and Joe is flying over the water as though he's done it for years. He's slaloming back and forth across the wake. It's beautiful to watch. Now it's my turn. I crawl down into the water, manage to get the skis on, clutch the tow line. Cannonball position, the boat driver instructs. And I crouch and tuck my knees to my chest and point my skis toward the sky partway out of the water. Hit it, I holler unconvincingly, and the boat driver guns it. I don't come up out of the water gracefully, as my husband did. I'm dragged along, mostly submerged, and I'm sure I'm going to drown. And so I let go of the tow line, and the boat circles around and comes back to where I'm frantically treading water. We collect the skis. I struggle to get them on, try it again, and again I fail to come up and stay submerged. After a third futile attempt, we agree that I'm not going to water ski. The marriage eventually sinks and drowns for reasons having nothing to do with my lack of athletic ability. During the extended sabbatical that follows the divorce, I attempt a variety of physical challenges. My usual motive is because I've met some athletic guy. I try ice skating, spend most of my time on my butt. I take a swing at golf without success. I sign up for tennis lessons. I miss the ball even when I'm sure it's right there at the end of my racket. The instructor is frustrated. You've got to keep your eye on the ball, he shouts. I do, but the ball's never where I think it is. I put it down to poor depth perception and... Abandoned tennis. I'm on the verge of falling in love with a man who is into bicycling. I fall off the bike three times, and he does not fall in love with me. I'm living in Santa Fe, and one day I look out my window and I see a skinny horse in the front yard of the house next door. There's a teenage girl in the saddle. I get to know the girl, Deborah, her mother, her grandmother, and the horse. They all live on a ramshackle ranch outside of town. The family is in dire economic straits, and to help them out, I wind up buying that horse. I've forgotten its name. And I buy the saddle, too. Deborah attempts to teach me to ride. I claim that I was thrown, but Deborah says I just fell off the horse, like I fell off the bicycle, the water skis, the snow skis, the ice skates, Nothing breaks, fortunately, but everything hurts. I give back the horse. Saddle, too. I give up trying to be outdoorsy. Face it, I'm the indoorsy type. Years go by. Decades pass. I join the Y and go swimming, but I'm allergic to the chlorine. I spend most of my time in the sauna. I sign up for a yoga class. I master the downward dog and the happy baby and the cat and cow. And then one day the instructor says, today we're going to practice standing on our heads. That's when I leave, and I never go back. You can read this and other stories on my blog at funnycarolyn.com and leave me a message. Tell me what you think. Come back next week for episode number 11, Disgrace from an Early Age. And be sure to subscribe. I'm Carolyn Meyer, and I am aging disgracefully.